Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Levante, Elche. I think there's been another team. Granada. Yeah, Granada. Granada. This this, this is my triumvirate. These are my my triplets of bricks. This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. What's up? My name's Daniel. Your boy, Double H, Half World Friendly Clinic, is going to stay alive. We do this podcast every Tuesday. Carl's out at the moment. Hopefully, he'll be back next week. If you could, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, follow us on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes, basically wherever you listen to podcasts. So um, if you if you listen on an Apple device, leave us a review. If it's five stars, we'll read it on the show. Make it five uh, stars. Make it five stars. Anything less, get the hell out of here. Remember to share the podcast uh, with your friends, anyone who you know likes podcasts or football, perhaps. Uh, they might enjoy our weekly banter, I suppose. Do you got anything else coming out this week? Oh, well, basically, um, so what I've been doing is every Wednesday I do the World Cup, my World Cup memory series. So last Wednesday I recollected the 94 World Cup. So this coming Wednesday I will be recollecting the 98 World Cup. Dropping on Wednesday and the next Wednesday, O2 World Cup. All the Wednesday, um, I think if my I'm right, that should perfectly lead up to June 14th for the start of the World Cup, I think, according to every Wednesday. So, yeah. Oh, cool. So, actually, you know what? Someone asked us a question. Maybe we can get rid of this one now. MF Bain asks, earliest World Cup memories. Oh, wow. For me, it's definitely um, Nigeria played against Argentina in the 94 World Cup and all of my... All the older people in my house telling me about how Maradona was this mythical creature and all the Nigerian players were scared of tackling him. My my earliest World Cup memory is the 1998 World Cup final. Final? All, okay. All, only the petite goal. I, I watched the game with my dad. I don't remember the two Zidane headers in the first half, but I remember the petite goal. I think it's because like his blonde hair was kind of flapping. Oh, yeah. So, the, yeah, I remember the ponytail. I remember the goal. And then the game ended basically right after that. So yeah. my, first World, my first World Cup's 98. But the thing I can remember concretely is uh, Petit scoring the, the 3-0 against oh, no, I, I, you know that that's with it because I think when I put up my 94 World Cup video, a lot of people said, nah, their first World Cup is 98. I think it was, a lot of people are born like 
88, 89, 91, 92, 93. So it's like basically like me and the Banter Boys were actually of this of a similar age. So 94 would have been our first World Cup, and a few of them actually remember 1990. Six, seven, somewhere around there is when people start remembering things like that. Is that probably the first football memory almost anyone remembers is a World Cup? Because like when you're so young, I don't think you're aware of league games, but because the World Cup is such a massive event that your family is into, your dad is into, your brother is into, that will have a much more bigger impact on your memory than a league game. Because I sort of have residuals of watching Chelsea and Arsenal before night football. 94 World Cup, I was like, okay, oh, boom. This is now my entry into this sport of football. I think it's it's either going to be a massive, like a final, Champions League final, something like that, a World Cup, or the first time you enter the stadium and you actually go to a match. That yeah. might be your first football memory. So let's say you're six years old and you know a World Cup is two years away, but you went to Old Trafford and you saw the big green pitch like that'll probably resonate with you. So when someone asks what's your first football memory, you'd be like going to the game with my dad or my uncle taking me or my brother taking me or something like that. Yeah, I, th- I think it's probably one of those two. Either a massive moment that you watch on TV or actually go into a game. Thanks. Thanks for the question. Um, so let's kind of get this one started. It's the end of the season. I'm kind of happy it's the end of the season. The season wasn't that good. I mean, I, I know there's still like there's an FA Cup and – Europa League final, Champions League final, but <laughs> the domestic leagues are finished. So wait, 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 we can wait, all thank not, God. Basically, no, on that point, <laughs> I saw like Juventus, I think Matuidi and Dybala, they were basically posting videos of them celebrating the league title. And I was like, why even celebrate? Obviously, you have to because you win, but I'm like, you just won the seventh in a row. <laughs> this is like, you know, it's so weird. We're like, and I think you're realizing it this season now, hence why you've really been saying well, this has been so. I say, Club football is so ridiculous now. It has never been like this before, mm. where you have one team who have won seven in a row, and another team who won six in a row. It's crazy. So that's why I think even Premier League, which we say, oh, this is the most competitive league. And by December, January, we already know. No, by December, we already knew that Man City had won the, the league. <laughs> by December, it was like, yeah, City have won the league. I, I think if I remember correctly, at the beginning of the year, you and Carl had Manchester City as champions. So, you yes, know. Yes, sir. Round of applause to you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I had Manchester United winning the league, so I was off by 19 points. I had Liverpool and Chelsea as the other two teams. That was incorrect. I believe Carl had, I think he had City winning, United in second, Chelsea third, and Liverpool and Spurs fourth. I think that was his. I think he had Arsenal and Liverpool out. Do you remember who you had? Hope you unfortunately couldn't make it last week where we offered some Premier League predictions. Could you very quickly uh, reel off your predictions for the rest of the season? So who's going to win the league? Man City. The rest of the top four? So City wins the league. Who else is in the top four? United, Liverpool, Chelsea. No, no, no. no, Liverpool, Uh, Liverpool, Arsenal. Liverpool, Arsenal. City, United, Liverpool, Arsenal. That's your top four? Yeah. Who's getting relegated? Um, Chelsea. Crystal, uh, Crystal Palace, um, Brighton, and um, what's it called? Um, Huddersfield. No. Um, wait, 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 no. Right. Um, West Brom. Okay, interesting. No, no Huddersfield relegation for you. Um, top scorer? Um, Morata. Signing of the season? Signing of the season will be Bernardo Silva. And winner of the Champions League. 
it would be extremely stupid if Real Madrid win it for the third time. So I'm gonna go with um I'm gonna go with oh bloody hell. Um damn, I think you just you just you just stumped me. I have no idea. <laughs> you just stumped okay. Okay, as a rocket, I can always change so as of right now, I'm just gonna say, oh screw it, it's Bayern Munich. Okay, great. So if we just kind of work our way up from the top six, like okay, so we have Arsenal. Mm. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, I mean, like, do you, okay, okay. Do you know how awkward that is? So Messi Arsene, well done. You've won your first game ever in 2018, and you finished sixth. Sixth. I mean, what a way to to, to end. <laughs> they won their first game away from home. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, away from home in 2018, which is, you know, he's not going to be there. <laughs> no, 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 I, no, I think it's going to really. Be there. You know what's going to really hit it is when the new manager gives his first press conference. That's when it's going to be like, oh, damn. Once you're seeing someone else talking about Arsenal and about the ideas, what, what they hope to do, and giving press conference, then you're like, oh, wow. Mm. This is in, this is an, an image that I've never seen before. <laughs> you know, someone in Arsenal gear, and it says, blah, 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 Arsenal manager. And you're like, oh, damn. Do you know what's crazy, though? Like, if you just, if you remove Arsene Wenger and you put just person X in that job, Arsenal yeah. finishing sixth, that, whoever that manager would have been, deserves mm. to be probably sacked. Well, only being sentimental because it's Arsene Wenger, really. But Arsenal finishing sixth probably isn't something that you you couldn't consistently finish fifth and sixth as Arsenal manager, generally speaking. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Let's be real right now. Look at the Arsenal team. Still, man for man, compare that team to City, to Tottenham, to Chelsea. Like, yes, because I think that's why Arsenal fans should be very careful because years ago I said, look, Arsenal, no, you shouldn't be looking to win the Premier League title. As of right now, Sorry, you should be aiming for just top four. Mm. Aiming to win the Premier title right now with what City are doing, what United can do, what Tottenham are like, what Liverpool are like, and the kind of money they have. So, unless Arsenal really buys some serious players, but Arsenal, with the way they are, I'm sorry, they're not, they're not sniffing the Premier League title next season. It's, they're not coming close. Mason Boris asks, who should be the next ma- Arsenal manager in your opinion? No offense, but I don't think clowns like Rodgers or Arteta should be mentioned. Nagelsmann. I mean, I know that's because Arsenal, like Arsenal, they need to have some humble pie because I was again watching Arsenal fan TV and Ty was saying, "Oh no, I, we want Yochim Love, we want Yochim Love." <laughs> Yochim Love would be a disastrous hiring because again, people, you're not thinking, <laughs> you're not. You're, that is just being brainless. Yochim Love coaches one of the most talented international sides. What has Yochim Love ever done club level? Club management is very different from international management. More so, he's bloody managing one of the most talented international sides ever. So you want him to go from Timo Werner, Tony Cruz, Hummels Boateng to flipping Koscielny and Welbrick? That's him. <laughs> so, so get your love and you'll feel. Nagelsmann is near my age. He's around, actually around my age. And this guy with Hoffenheim has finished third and he's finished in the top five, I think, in the past three seasons. And when you look at how Hoffenheim play and the ideas, it is not too far away from Arsenal. So it will not be too much of a culture shock if it was to come in for Arsenal. And because he's young, you can now build a whole dynasty and have a five-year plan. I would nominate uh, Jardim for Monaco, if only because he plays with two strikers. And I feel like Lacazette and Aubameyang need to be played together in order mm. for Arsenal to be at their best. Maybe that means 4-4-2 diamond. That way you can have Lacazette, Aubameyang up top together and then Ozo in behind. I mean, uh-huh. you, would need to, you, you would need to upgrade maybe right back, maybe left back. Um, that way you can have, you know, some width. I, I, I mean, but the thing though is that, I mean, Aubameyang isn't really known as 
playing with his strike partner because in Dortmund he was he started out out wide, then he was the the lone striker. It's true, so, but you you can't bench Lacazette. I don't think. No, 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 no. You can't really wide. waste Aubameyang playing him as a left winger, right winger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, no, you, no, yeah, you, no, yeah, yeah. Look, no, no, I'm not. That would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, you have yeah, to I figure out a strike partnership with Ozil in behind, and then fill in the pieces behind that. I think maybe another midfielder, defensive midfielder, fullbacks, center backs, goalkeeper. Like, there's there's a lot of work to be done there. So yeah, we'll we'll just have to wait and see who they hire. If if we had to grade their season, what would we give them? Um, an E. <laughs> you know what? I would give Arsenal. I'm going to give Arsenal a D minus, and and the only and and the only reason they don't fail is because they made the right decision to get rid of Wenger. <laughs> so that's my grade. Now fifth place, <sighs> we have Chelsea Football Club. Now, is there was there any more fitting way to end the season than losing three 0 at Newcastle? I don't think so. Wait, wait, no, no, listen. I need to just put in this comment very quickly because I just want everybody to be on the same page. So. Are we both in agreement that Conte is doing gangster stuff? I he's trying to tank the season and, and get paid. <laughs> no, I, I, I just want to know that's what we're both. I do not have any evidence of such activity, but if such evidence were to appear, it would not surprise me. That is my political way of answering that question. Um, I never was a political man, so he is tanking the season. <laughs> Allegedly. No, no, because like someone said to me that, oh, how do you know that he's tanking this season? How do you know this thing? That's just very unprofessional and everything. I was like, I looked at that Newcastle game because I watched the, 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 the first half and I know Conte's body language when Chelsea are, are, are down or when Italy were down or when Juventus were, were down. But his body language when those goals were, were going in, similar to when the goals were going in at Bournemouth and Watford, was like, uh, okay, I'll shout a little bit, but well, whatever. Because in his mind, is like he's given up. Because he's been whinging and whinging. Oh, I didn't get my transfer targets. Oh, Michael and Marlon like um, bent me over and 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 then gagged me with a toothbrush. Oh, blah blah blah, blah blah blah. <laughs> and you've been crying and crying for so long that this is not how you react. Because for me, what he's doing is very unprofessional. Conte doesn't really have a plan B or a or a plan C. Guys now figured out how to now play against them. You're not taking Diego Costa out of it. But the main thing is that. You didn't have a response to, okay, I don't have Diego Costa there, who was very critical to this system. How do I now tweak it to accommodate Morata, to accommodate Batshuayi? And also, for Conze, Kennedy went out on loan on your watch. Loftus-Cheek went out on loan under your watch. Moses is not a right-back. Alonso is very predictable. Like, yes, he has scored all these goals, but you look at how Alonso and Moses play, they're very predictable. And obviously, they don't offer any interesting dynamism out wide. So really, your wide threat is pretty much non-existent. It's mm. very odd, ordinary, and it's very pretty predictable. Who's to blame? Antonio Conte. He's been to blame. I wrote about this in, like, January, late January, I think. It's the same thing. Nothing much has changed. Like, I'll, it's, it's on my medium if you guys feel like reading. Now, Liverpool finished fourth. It's a good season for Liverpool. Salah. Um, yeah, man. All things considered, Salah broke the 38-game Premier League goal-scoring record. Oh, no, no, no. And, and also, and I think the, the crazy thing is that it's literally sort of has masked what Harry Claim has done. Because Harry Claim, <laughs> I think he finished with like 30, 29, actually. It says 30, but it's really 29 goals this season. But if you look at each season, I think he's actually been scoring more and more goals with every given season. 
Yeah. So it's actually amazing what he's been doing, but Salad has just totally clouded that because, I mean, for a guy who's not an out-and-out striker, first true real season in the Premier League because Mourinho never really gave him a full season. So first true season in the Premier League mm-hmm. and to break the record, that's that's madness. <laughs> that, that, that is complete madness. You know, and it's it's not just Salah. I mean, we have to point out Mane has, a, had, has had a really good season. Firmino's mm. been, I think, excellent. Underappreciated, I think, is a good word. But also as well, like, Dins Cristiano play a similar position to Salah when he scored third, third, 31. Ronaldo, as we've seen subsequently, is mm. a pure, you call him the greatest goal scorer of all time. So he's always had that kind of thing in him. Salah at Basel, at Chelsea, at Fiorentina, you always kind of saw the pieces there. But it was just... He's so fast. When is he going to be able to control the football in in, in the way that he wants? And he needed to go on loan to Fiorentina. He needed that Roma spell just to kind of mature, learn how fast he is, learn how how to get his first touch from out of his feet properly, and then just take take advantage of, you know, the the space and the openness that that the Premier League provides, especially in a club system. It's been an amazing season, and he's gotten all the awards, which, I mean, some, some would argue, they should go to De Bruyne or someone like that. But for, for me, Salah's definitely worthy of, of all the accolades he's, he's gotten. Mm. Um, and, and even people like Oxley chamberlain I mean, it's a shame he's not going to go to the World Cup. I I don't know how horrible that must feel. Like for Koscielny, for Oxford, for Danny Alves, especially when you're so close, you're right at the end of the season and just... Yeah, man, it's it's brutal, man. It's it's unfortunate, you know, and it, he came with that forty million price tag. People were, you know, saying, "Oh, you left Arsenal to go to Liverpool." His his last game at Arsenal, they get blown out. His first game at Liverpool, I think they got blown out. Um, <laughs> it, it it didn't start well, and uh, he just slowly, slowly, slowly got into the season. And you know, Liverpool next season, they're gonna get Naby Keita. Uh, Fakir, is is that a rumor? No, 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 no. That's like very possible. Like even okay. more than rumor. Like it's very possible. I mean, if, if they get Fakir, Keita, and they can get it like a proper number one goalkeeper, whether it be Alisson or somebody like that, I don't know if he'll leave Roma, but if that's a possibility, they could be second place or perhaps challenge Manchester City next season. And obviously, they have a, a Champions League final to play. So <laughs> this season could go from you know great to excellent. But I, I think capturing top four. By being in the top four, I think Klopp will take some pride in that, especially beating you know the previous champions uh, to that spot. So we got Spurs in third. I mean, a lot of people. At, I mean, one of the reasons at the beginning of the year I had them out is because well they're going to be playing their games at Wembley and they're going to have a Wembley curse. Da da da. Like nah. that was that was <laughs> that, that was, was that was the biggest misconception I think of the season that Spurs yeah. would struggle because of Wembley. I think. All the people who said that, including myself, were just kind of, we were, we were trying to find something to put down Spurs with. That way, we didn't have to believe that they were actually as good as they'd shown the two previous seasons. It was dumb. And then when Kane didn't score in August, like, oh look, he's struggling. Uh, like, nah, he's like second in the in the in the gold charts. Like, Tottenham is a good team. Pochettino is a really good coach, and um, I'm impressed. I'm I've been really really impressed. That last game of the season as well. Like, oh, your boy Ian Nacho, by the way. <sighs> Did you see his goal? Oh, no, no, no. no. That's because I just saw the scrolling, but I didn't actually see the highlights. I didn't Google see the highlights. it. We have time. Go YouTube. <laughs> oh, my God, man. All right, look, man. Let's see what my, my, what my boy is doing. Look, man, the guy better just 
save this stuff for 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 June, man. I don't I don't want I don't I don't I don't, I don't want any crap, man. Half hope hasn't seen the goal. I'm I'm gonna show it to him here, and we're gonna get his reaction. <laughs> oh, damn! <laughs> <laughs> ah, I don't, that that was Ooh, worth it. That was worth it. That's a Lura. Hopefully, but... <laughs> damn. Yeah, man. Hopefully, we'll be seeing that. Uh, look, I think look, man. He has it in him. He has it in him. If he can just get that consistency, man. You were right at the beginning of the year where going to Leicester wasn't the move. He should have gone to Hoffenheim mm. Mm. because that that was the move. At the, you were totally right on that one. Go to a place where you're going to be the guy. You don't have to compete with Vardy or um, Okazaki or whomever. Like you're you're probably going to end up being the guy. I mean, I. I don't know that much about Hoffenheim to be to be real, but I, I know they played two strikers. So, yeah, he's, Leicester wasn't really the move. I know he wanted to stay in England so that way he could be in the Nigeria national team because people just take the Premier League and think if you play in the Premier League, you deserve to go. And I and, and I think he was in Nigeria's preliminary uh, announcement today, but mm. he, he, he should have taken advantage of, of that Bundesliga move. I think it would have suited him more. But, yeah, I mean, that was a really, really good finish. So I'm, I'm glad you got to see it. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, Tottenham played well generally all season long. I think there was a, there were a few questions there early on, but you know they answered them. Uh, so you know, Champions League twice in a row. I think now. Yeah, man. It's weird how Liverpool and Tottenham have just kind of taken Arsenal and Chelsea's place. From... Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I think Chelsea they can easily come back next season. Yeah. I think for Arsenal, I think they. This may really be a stage where Arsenal really just have to eat some humble pie mm. because um, unless they spend really well and a lot and have a really the right manager, it's going to be hard for them to, to break in. Like breaking into that top four is going to be tough for them. Yeah. All right. So second place we have Manchester United. Um, I, I thought they would win the league. I said Paul Pogba was going to be the PFA Player of the Year. Damn. I, well, I mean, I just if, if United win the league, that means Paul Pogba plays well, so that probably means he wins PFA Player of the Year. That was my logic. I, th- I think you guys probably picked De Bruyne as PFA Player of the Year, mm. but you know, Salas just had such a crazy season that you know he's breaking records left, right, and center. Oh no, no, yeah, no, yeah. I don't so, know. Come on, when, so, so, when the guy breaks the record, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter what, who else, whatever. I just give yeah. the guy the, the flipping award. So yeah, I mean, I mean, if you speak to United fans, they don't, they're not happy because the football isn't great. But I mean, I would take 81 points. I mean, as a team who finished outside of the top four, I mean, you, you just kind of have to take like this is your best season since you won the league under Ferguson. Just take that, accept it, and try to build upon it. I mean, you might not like who the architect is, but just take it. It's it's better than every other team in the league. And you lost to arguably, I think we can have this discussion later, but you lost to arguably the greatest ever Premier League side. The, the thing, More, think, you, the you want Mourinho to get 101 points? No, 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 look. Mourinho Come and United, it's not going to work. With those players, I, don't, I just don't think it's going to ever really work. They'll still be competitive. They'll still win throws. And I think Mourinho is doing a lot better than he should be. Because when you look at Chelsea, even Arsenal, Liverpool, Tottenham, man for man. But United have a dude called Smalling in the in the <laughs> And if... That's not fair. No, 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 no. That, 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 goalkeeper... That, 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 wait, 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 wait. It's not if fair. It's not fair. They have the best goalkeeper in the league. No, 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 is going to be your best player over multiple seasons, there's something really wrong with your team. That's I mean, yeah. that's, that's that's embarrassing. 
that's <laughs> for Manchester United. That's embarrassing that your keeper is your best player for three seasons in a row. Okay, if you had to give Chelsea season a grade, what would you give it? I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I I totally forgot about this thing. So if we had to give Chelsea season a grade, what would you give it? I'm giving it F. an F. It has to be an F. F, 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 yeah. Okay, if we had to give Liverpool season a grade, just Premier League season, like a B plus somewhere in there? B, just B, standard of B. B, uh, Tottenham season, I think. B, B plus. B plus, B, B plus, B plus. two, B plus two. So yeah, United, if we had to get, see, I think United, they came in with the expectation that Mourinho always wins the league in his second year. That kind of thing, and I think that drove people into getting mm. a bit crazy no, 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 over what me, ended up happening. B minus, man. It's 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 a, it's B a minus. B minus league. B minus, yeah, I agree. B minus, yeah. It's it's it was a good season, but it wasn't what people thought. They it wasn't, were it wasn't get. the ideal thing, but it was still good. But really, wasn't what this guy should be doing, especially second season, which is normally his strongest season. You know, in in, in any normal league, eighty-one points could perhaps win you the league or you're maybe... We see, 81 points is either you win the league or you're a few points off the, the, the leader. A hundred exactly. points is ridiculous. That is embarrassing. <laughs> no, 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 seriously. My, like, I never want to hear the Premier League being the elite league ever again. No, that has to stop. <laughs> oh, no, no, sorry. From to today, the next person that says the Premier League is, a, is an elite league, I will slap you in the in the face and I will, I will beat you up. I will beat the hell out of you. Because a hundred points is embarrassing that is a disgrace that is a total disgrace all right so let's let's just go ahead and get this one over with all right so manchester city um, they they got all the records man wins <laughs> points goal difference goals they, scored. That ass, man. they got that ass man like 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 don't don't mince words man we're not political and and, and, and we don't get paid yet they got that ass they got that ass. Man. You know, I'm like, I'm more mad because no they, they no broke lead. all chess. They they broke all of Chelsea's records, man. Chelsea had 95 <laughs> points. They got 100. Chelsea had the 103 goals. I think they got 105 or something like that. Um, Chelsea had the most wins last season. Wait, hold up. Has a, has a team ever gotten a hundred points like in the past no. six, like in in any league? Ooh, uh, I think Real Madrid might have done it. Like in the past, like ten years. I mean, we would have to we would have to look this up. Um, by it, Bayern might Bayern, not play Bayern enough games. I, I don't think Bayern or Juventus have ever gotten to a hundred points. You, you see, Bayern probably could have gotten a hundred points, but they only play thirty four games in a season, so I, 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 that's that's not realistic in Bundesliga. Um, Juventus, maybe. Oh no, no, but isn't there a thing in Wikipedia? Wait, no, just it could have like previous winners of a club, and you can just just look at the, the Juventus. Tally. Okay, okay. Um, in twenty. 13-14, Juventus got 102 points. Oh! But yeah, they won 33 games, drew three, lost two. But yeah, it's it's happened in the past. I know Real Madrid have done it. I think Barcelona have done it. So No, no, I mean... It's, yeah, it's no, not I mean, foreign. It's, it's just not meant that. to happen in what people call the most competitive league in the world. Which is why it isn't anymore. City have now debunked that myth. I mean, if we had to give them a grade, it's A+, plus, right? A+. Plus. <laughs> okay, so if you had to think of other A-plus seasons that have happened in the Premier League, could, could do, uh, okay, obviously, Arsenal, 2003-2004, uh, the Invincibles, that's an A-plus season. Hmm. I would say Chelsea, the next year in 04-05, where they only lost one game and had 95 points, that's probably an A-plus season. Treble, United's treble United's season. treble winning side would be an A-plus season. In, in terms of expectations, I would say Leicester City winning the league is 100% an A+. That's the most impressive league win oh, no, ever. No, no, no. That's an, 
that's a scholar that's like that's like a scholarship that's like a star 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 <laughs> the, 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 the fact that we were alive to see Leicester city win the league i think is historical yeah like in, oh, in, in a sense that's beyond sports so yeah. that that that's an a plus season in my mind even even probably i guess blackburn winning it would be an a plus but i know oh, they yeah, had money sure, back yeah. in those days so yeah th- those would probably be the ones that come to mind i i know this is the argument that's going around hmm. this manchester city team or the Arsenal Invincibles. What's more impressive, Invincibles or Centurions? I've literally been thinking about this thing like for the whole of today and like yesterday and everything, man. And it's like, what would you rather have? Nobody ever beat me. 19 teams had two opportunities to, to beat me and they never be, beat me. And nobody else has ever done that in the Premier League season. Or we scored the most goals, we earned the most points and we totally trashed and impregnated every single team that came near, near us. I mean, but I am leaning more towards what Man City did because of the manner in which they did it. Because they literally know, just man. blew teams away. Because really, Arsenal, in the first half of the season, they were amazing. Second half, they sort of like slowed down and they just drew games and they just got through. So it's like, it's, it's, it's an amazing feat, but I think City's is just much more impressive and a lot better because they were really playing at a high level for the entire season. I don't know, man. I think there's something special about not losing at all. Even even though I think that Arsenal team, I don't think that team was as good as what people think they were. But if you want to put them up against, uh, you know, the Bayern team of 2013 or this Real Madrid team or the Inter Milan team of 2009-2010 or Chelsea team the next season or the uh, United treble winning side in 99, I, I don't think that team would beat those teams. I, I personally don't. I think like if you did any kind of ranking, that that team would be if you take like the ten greatest teams we can think of and you put them in there, they'd probably be like eight, nine, somewhere in there in terms of like if you played the games and there was a table. But the feat of what they did was something that was so impressive that I think if you ask Manchester City, would you rather have a hundred points or have nobody beat you? I think Manchester City would probably take going unbeaten. And if you asked Arsenal in that time, would you rather take a loss and get 100 points? What do you mean take a loss, I think, would be their response. Like, no, like we're going to keep our unbeaten streak. We're going to get that golden trophy. Although Wenger owns it now, so whatever. But there, there's something about not losing at all that I find no, to me, be special and more, more impressive to me. I think the unbeaten thing, it's, it's, just, it's just an impressive feat. But if we're now dissecting and I'm answering the question, which is the better team or which is the greatest Premier League team? You have to say this team, Man City. Because basically, I always say like, it's like... No, 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 no. Okay. The greatest team is the team that doesn't lose. We can argue who's the better team. If, if, if you say who won the league better, Manchester City probably won the league better. They scored more goals. They oh, had no, more true, points. True. No, no, the, yeah, the, yeah. Their, their philosophy and the way that they went about winning games uh, if, if Pep wanted to he could have played defensive against Liverpool if he wanted to he could have like sat back and not attacked them when they were up 2-0 against Manchester United conceivably he could have gone into halftime and been like okay let's consolidate what we have but the philosophy of we're going to go we're going to play our game the whole 90 minutes that's a commendable thing and it's better than what Arsenal did where as you say the, the second half of the season they were just trying not to lose games but the fact that you've never lost a game makes you great no, 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 to me. Impressive. It, 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 it doesn't make you better because I think if they played, Man City would win. But there's something great. It's, it's a difference between great and best. And I think Manchester City are better, but Arsenal are greater. Because maybe 20 years from now, 
people might not remember City. Did you, you you might remember that City team if somebody gets 101 points. Like, oh, yeah, City did go. They, they did get 100 points. Or if someone gets however many wins or if the next team scores 110 goals in a season, oh, they broke the Man City team of 17-18. That was a really good team. But you're always going to remember that Arsenal team of 2003-2004 because they never lost. And I think that's really cool, which could kind of, unless you have something else, that could kind of transition us into Barcelona. Going off to your point is that insult Wenger all he wants. Like, I still think what Man City did is amazing, but being unbeaten is actually is a very difficult thing to, to do. And as Barcelona found, <laughs> they were two games away. And if you had told me that Barcelona were going to concede five goals without Messi, I would have shot you in the face. Barcelona, this would have pained them. Because for Barcelona, they were like, damn it. Our fierce rivals are in their third Champions League final in a row. They desperately wanted to beat us at the Newcomb because they wanted to stop us. And they didn't give us a flipping guard of honor. So they were like, you know what? Just as a little thing for us, let's win the league title, but let us be unbeaten. Mm. Let's be unbeaten. So the fact that they were unable to do it, and of all the teams... <laughs> look, Danny. Levante! Danny, you, you know how I, I roll. For the last three years, for the past three, four years, Levante... Elche, I think there's been another team. Granada, yeah, Granada. Yeah, Granada. This, this, this is my triumvirate. These are my kids. These are my tri- triplets of bricks <laughs> that I always use as I like, get. Yeah, these are just the worst teams that just are an embarrassment. So to football, they're a disgrace to football. But as someone said to me, I think it was like, look, as one of these guys that, that followed me, like, um, it was a new manager. And once he, he came in, I think they won eight out of their last 10 games. So the new manager just changed the whole thing. And it's like, wow, I mean, Amazing, their greatest ever victory. But it's like, do you know how? Do you know how much it would, it would just pain us when we're like, <laughs> fight, okay, if they lost to Sociedad, fair enough, that's our bogey team. But to lose to Levante, I mean, the <laughs> fact that you you got through Madrid unbeaten, you got through Atletico unbeaten, Se- Valencia Sevilla unbeaten, Villarreal unbeaten, like you got through all those two home and away <laughs> games, and the fact you couldn't beat Levante. <laughs> You know what? On, on Twitter, it was just like I saw Carl tweet like Barcelona are doing what? And I was like, wait, because I, I I didn't watch the game until like the last five ten minutes because I just expected like okay yeah, they're gonna yeah, win yeah, they're no, gonna no, go no, be, no, in, like, like, like why I was am like, I, I watching this? I just logged on to Twitter and I just saw all my notifications that I I, saw, I was like oh five two no no no, no sorry oh three one four one five one I was like. What? Excuse me? No, no, no. I, I, when, when people saw like five one this and that, I thought it was Barcelona who were up five one. Yeah. And then it, when it got to five four, I was like, oh, Levante could maybe do something. They've scored three in a row, so so maybe they could get to six five. But then once I started looking deeper, I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> Barcelona were losing five one. Like they just didn't show up. Um, RBGFC says. So what are we going to discuss, Emmanuel Boateng? So shout out to Emma Boateng, man, Ghana guy. Shout mm. out to Carl. You know he got his hat trick. Coutinho got a hat trick as well, which is really impressive. But yeah, man, just Levante showed up. I mean, as you say, uh, you've been kind of using them as brick royalty, <laughs> and for it to end on the last game of the season, like I'd rather mm-hmm. just I'd rather lose the first game and go with the thirty-seven unbeaten than have thirty-seven unbeaten and then lose the last one because they put so much time effort into that like i think it even kind of derailed them in games against roma in the champions league where valverde was just like you know what? we're not gonna rest anybody 
we're gonna play Iniesta these whole ninety minutes and then play him in the week. <laughs> like just, and I think part of that was trying to keep alive that uh, that unbeaten streak. And for it to go down against Levante, you just have to look like, man, that's that's tough. It just shows you that this sport is crazy. You can't this take any game sport. for granted, you know. It's you would expect... no, 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 no. But you're supposed to like you're supposed <laughs> to take Levante for, for granted. That's the whole point. Like when you see Levante away on your Barcelona, you take it for granted. That's the whole point. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, it, it just goes. Man, going unbeaten is not easy, man. It's not easy. Look, man, give Wenger his props, man. Give that Juventus team there their props, man. Was that was that Antonio Conte? I'm pretty sure it's Conte. Give Juventus their props, man. Not <laughs> uh, Dominic Bennett asks, "Do we have any sympathy for Barcelona?" It, you're asking a, a, a Chelsea fan if they have sympathy for Barcelona, man. Like, nah, cause. <laughs> nah, cuz I, I, I don't have any sympathy in my heart for that man. Like, nah. It's sad, but not I'm not gonna give you my sadness. I mean, I guess we can maybe stay in Spain a little bit and talk about Atletico Madrid who are playing the Europa League final against Marseille. Am I the only one who feels like Marseille could actually do this? In the hangout I did on Sunday, I was the only one that said Marseille would win. Everyone said Atletico. Actually, I think some of the guys said Marseille, but everyone, everyone is saying thing. I say Dimitri Payet, I think, is the key. I think if he has a really good game, I think Marseille can win. If he doesn't and he gets, like, stifled, then, yeah, Atletico will get that ass. You know, I but think... I'm, I'm, I'm going with Marseille. I, I like Marseille if only for the fact that Payet's a dribbler. Thovans has a really good season. Payet and Thovan can just do some magic that hmm. can just get them through... That defense, but but it'll be um, tough, man, because Atletico are very tough. <laughs> yeah, man. They, really I, I, I mean, Atletico love to defend, um, in, especially in big games. We know this, so it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be simple. Um, if I were a betting man, which I'm not, I'd probably put my money on on Atletico because I think that's probably the safer bet. I think they could probably you know get zero zero win on penalties or score an extra time or something like that. But Marseille are playing in France. You know, Payet. Probably still needs to do something. I, I was talking to a guy who lives in France. They were like, you know, Thovan and Payet are nailed on to be uh, in the World Cup squad. But you never know. You know, this is going to be a stage for them. The game's tomorrow, I think, when people will be hearing this. So you guys will probably know mm-hmm. by the time you listen to this who wins. But actually, no, that's a lie. I was going to say I, was more, um, I would be more excited for this game than I would be for Arsenal-Marseille. But I wouldn't be. I, I, I would want to see Arsenal in the in the final. If only because like Champions League's on the line, Wenger's last game, can he get into the Champions League on his way out? Like I think that would have been cool, but you know, Koscielny tried to kick the ball over his head and Griezmann scored an away goal. So um, I think FA Cup final. So yeah, this is we're kind of getting to the the final stage of the season in more ways than one. You know, it's the last part, but all the finals are happening now. Um, FA Cup final. We have United against Chelsea. Um, Thomas Tuchel today was announced as PSG manager. So. Oh, yeah. So shout out to him. Emery finally got sacked, which should have happened after 6-1, if we're being real. Um, Roberto Mancini got hired for the... Uh, it's, it, it's it's Italy coach, yeah, man. Yeah, he's the Italy, the Italy manager, took over for uh, Ventura. You know, I think Antonio Conte, at the beginning of the year, or at least at the middle of the year, was thinking, you know what? I think PSG want me. If PSG don't want me, the Italy job's available. Now, in one day, both of those jobs have been taken. What we've seen over the past couple months, where, as you say, he's been kind of searching for that severance package, mm. he, he might be looking at this and thinking, you know what? The two jobs where I thought I could get in at, they're gone. 
So maybe this whole Chelsea thing for another 12 months isn't that bad of an idea. <laughs> maybe, just possibly, maybe getting my money and having a job and maybe kind of redeeming myself a bit is probably better than just going on a sabbatical. Because I I, I saw that um, Ancelotti was linked with uh, the Napoli job. Mm. So sorry could be going to Chelsea. People say, no, no, Chelsea. No. People say Arsenal. I think Conte might be looking at this like, yo, I might need to keep a job for the next 12 months. So I think we're going to be seeing a different Conte up here in these in these FA Cup uh, press conferences. And also, and Antonio Conte is a manager who, as we saw against Manchester City in the second game, he's a man who's trying not to be embarrassed because he cares about his reputation in football. And he knows or, or people are going to care whether I lose by four goals or five goals to this team, but they won't mind or they won't remember if I only lose by one. He's that he's that kind of just mentally in tune with I think how people view football and football results in that way. I think what he was doing this whole time over the past two games against Huddersfield and against Newcastle was he was thinking, if I lose these games, people aren't really gonna care like three years from now. I'll be gone, Chelsea will have somebody else. Who cares? But what people will remember is that FA Cup final. So let me set up my team to have the best possible eleven available for the FA Cup final. He's the idea is like it's it's so simple what he's doing is like if I can win that FA Cup, they're gonna forget all the other crap because at the end of the day I, I gave you guys a trophy. Now You'll sort do. of remember fifth. You'll sort of re- remember getting your, your 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 asses handed to you like a, a pumpkin pie by new Newcastle. But I did I did win a win a win a trophy. And I beat him Mourinho as well. Mm, which, I, I mean, again, if I was a betting man in this final, I'm going with Mourinho. One, Mourinho doesn't lose finals. Can we think of any finals Mourinho's lost? He hasn't lost a Champions well, League um, final. He has, I don't I think mean, he's lost... I don't know if they can really call it a final, but you know the... Um, Super Cup, maybe. Super Cup against um, Bayern. But see, that, that wasn't his final. That was a final that uh, uh, Benitez won, or that Benitez earned. I think it was... Um, Benitez won it, and Heinkes won it, and then it was Pep versus Mourinho. Oh, and, they yeah, asked yeah. Him, and they asked him in the press conference, so is this going to mean anything? And he was basically like, neither of us were here when we earned the right to play this final. And it went to penalties. It's not like they got blown out or anything. With a, a late, I think it was a 120th minute goal by yeah, Andre yeah, Martinez. Yeah, crazy, yeah. yeah, so Mourinho doesn't lose finals easy. Um, and Conte has a poor reputation in finals. I mean, we lost the one last year. So, yeah, man, I, I would lean Manchester United. If Manchester United win the FA Cup, does that improve their grade from what do we call it a B minus? If they win the FA Cup, I think you can probably upgrade them to a B. To a B, okay. And if, if Chelsea win the FA Cup, does that move them from an F to a passing grade? I think F to an F plus. <laughs> an F plus sounds worse, <laughs> but really that would be better, wouldn't it? That would be like if passing is sixty, that would be like a fifty-eight. Mm. Actually, let's 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 do these questions quickly. Um, if Sir Darren Moore was white, would he have the West Brom job already? That's not where people should be focusing on. Dar- if I mean, if I was Darren Moore, man, you've proven yourself already. That man, you've 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 got some some chops. Why do you want to be managing a team in Division One? There's probably a Premier League team out there that's like, hey, or a team even abroad or so that be like, oh, okay. If Darren Moore just shows to see that, look, I was giving these games, I won manager of the month when i was just thrust into this job mm. and this team was in complete disarray i had incredible 
result in a short space of time with a bunch of losers, I, I think I deserve a shot. Mm. You know, and I think if you show him that CV and those stats, any employer that says, nah, so I'm going to hire some other clown like Alan Page, <laughs> then you know that, okay, something's really wrong. You know what? Quickly, we should probably talk about relegation. Swansea went down, Stoke went down, and West Brom went down. All three promoted teams, whether it's Brighton, Newcastle, or Huddersfield, they all stayed up. Kind of like six in, six out in two years, which is kind of cool. Oh, no, 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 no. That is amazing. Like all promote. I can't remember the last time that happened where all promoted teams actually stayed up. Yeah, I mean, it's it's impressive. It kind of shows, it, again, it kind of shows the, the weakness of the Premier League in a sense. Where these just these, or maybe it shows maybe how good the championship is. I don't know. And do you know that these teams that go down still get millions? Someone told me, I think it's about, I don't know, I think maybe it's 30, 40 million or, 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 oh, yeah, or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, they get they get a they get a share of the of the TV deal for yeah, yeah. In, the, in the Premier League all year. So, which, which, which is madness. But, but also, like, I don't think that there's not going to be enough money for Stoke to keep a Shakiri. It's not going to be enough money for. Or, or keep like Salomon Rondon or guys like that, I wouldn't think. So, 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 so actually, what's happening with Zuma? He goes back to to Chelsea, or what? Yeah, I mean, when when he signed uh, the the loan deal for Stoke, he he at the same time signed a six year deal with Chelsea. So he's still on he he'd be on a five year contract for Chelsea when he comes back in the summer if he goes to the World Cup. Then after the World Cup, so yeah, he's securely a Chelsea player. And maybe I mean, you have a player on a five year deal who was one of the better players at Stoke. Maybe somebody sees him and wants him for 35, 40 billion. Maybe Chelsea have some bargaining power in that way, but I expect him to be in and around the first team at Chelsea next season. Um, so yeah, man, uh, shout out to, shout out to Wolves, shout out to Carter. We'll see them next season. Um, also Hamburg in the Bundesliga got relegated. Yes. It's about time. How many <laughs> why do, times why do people hate Hamburg so much? Like Jesus guys. People are like, finally, Hamburg got relegated. I hate those guys. Like, what did Hamburg ever do to you? Oh, no, no. I, I think it's the fact that it's really annoying when a team who have never been relegated keep on just about surviving relegation. There's just something really annoying about that. It's like, guys, just get relegated. You can't, <laughs> you can't be doing every single season. You need to go through the, the playoffs every single season. It's, every been, single season it's, just... it's been 55 years. I think it was yeah. the number. So... No, no, yeah. they're, no, they're the only team since the Bundesliga was formed, I think, in 1960-something that have not been relegated. Do you know what that means? That means Bayern Munich have been relegated. Yeah. That's yeah. a crazy thought. Oh, that, that's crazy. So, what's the... I, I mean, obviously, you wouldn't know, and I don't feel like Googling it, but what year and under what circumstances were Bayern Munich relegated from the Bundesliga? That seems like... That Probably, would, like, that, in the 60s when, like, the, the team was... Maybe before, before like, they had... Beck, maybe it was before the Beckenbauer era. pre And they were just really starting yeah. out, and, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Poor Hamburg fans, although can't really feel sorry for them after their kind of actions after being relegated. But, I mean, if you're used to something for 55 years and then you have to go to Bundesliga 2, I can't... I I don't condone it, but I understand it. So, let's 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 finish these questions and uh, let's, let's jet out of here. Last week, HH and DT spoke about how you can't have a team who deserved to win. A few weeks ago, you basically said Chelsea deserved the 2009 Champions League even in 38 games, luck is huge. One breathing error could give a six-point swing in a big game. So surely you can. I think there's a difference between deserved and robbed. Deserved is more like your play style. Mm. Robbed is more like the referees did this to us. So did did Chelsea deserve to beat Liverpool in 2005? That's up, that's up for debate. That depends on your view of the game and 
who you thought played better. Were Chelsea robbed by a goal that some would say did not cross the line? I would say yes. Did Barcelona play better than Chelsea in the 2009 Champions League semifinal, second leg? That's up for your own debate. But were we robbed? Of course. <laughs> like There were five penalties. I mean, there, there, there's a big difference between what you deserve and then robbed. I mean, and you could say because you were robbed, then you deserve it. I don't necessarily make that correlation, but I, I would say there's a difference between saying Chelsea deserved the 2009 Champions League. Not quite. We would still have to play the final. But I think it's not really a debate whether we were robbed or not. Gowan, if you had to pick one player to play all outfield positions, who would you pick? Also, side question, rank the best MJs. So okay, let me- look, 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 I'll say Joshua Kimmich. Best player to play all outfield positions. You say Kimmich, which yeah. is interesting because the first person who came to mind was David Alaba, and they're both the right back and left back for Bayern Munich. So, mm. I mean, you're probably just technical fullback. So someone like Barcelo probably could play midfield, could play winger. Striker, but the, the, the thing though is that the reason why I say Kimmich is the best one, like Marcelo isn't actually a very good defender. Kimmich is a <laughs> damn good defender. No, 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 like Marcelo, he doesn't defend, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, like Marcelo Kimmich, plays left back in theory. I, lo- I love him, but Kimmich is a really good defender, he's a pretty good in midfield. And he scores and he's and his goal he scores a lot of goals and he has he has a very good goal scoring eye. So it's like he does all those different facets very well, passing, tackling, shoot, shooting. So he's easily and uh, can play any outfield position. Yeah, so one uh, one of those three, I think. You make a strong argument for Kimmich. I think I'm I'm gonna stick with my first thought in David Alaba because he plays left back. I mean for uh, Austria, he plays like basically number ten, so versatile players in that sense rank the best mjs i mean michael jackson michael jordan mahalia jackson oh no no michael jackson man easily michael jackson man. yeah i mean uh, I, the answer is obviously michael jackson but michael jackson michael jordan oh michael johnson although he made like a, a weird documentary that you should not watch oh um, wait, wait, wait. what was the documentary th- th- you haven't seen the the michael johnson eugenics documentary where he's like basically black people are fast because they were slaves once upon a time <laughs> oh yeah, 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 I saw, I saw. Dickhead man. <laughs> oh yeah, they were they, they were slaves in Jamaica, which made black people fast. Like, you know, shut the fuck up with this <laughs> nonsensical bullshit. <laughs> uh, how highly do you rate the achievement of getting a hundred points in a single season in the richest Premier League to date from Pack Mouse? It's it's incredible. I mean, being getting a hundred points is crazy, and especially in Again, what was purported to be the most challenging league in the world. So I think we've already kind of hit that one, Pac Mouse. If you could move one player from each Champions League semifinalist to another Champions League semifinalist to improve them for next year, who would go where? So, for example, for me, Bale to Bayern would be a good move and Salah to Madrid. I think Real Madrid need a striker, so I would move Lewandowski to Madrid. Yeah, but I'm not even sure whether that would that would work, though. Sergio Ramos to Liverpool would help them. Lewandowski to Roma would maybe help me him. Lewandowski to Roma? Oh, I guess, yeah, that would help. I mean, everybody to Roma, basically, from Real Madrid. (laughs) The Bayern Munich starting 11 would help. I mean, mean, everyone except Alisson and I guess Nangolan. Did you hear, did you see the whole beef that people had with ESG? Yo, keep keep that point. But if you could move Nangolan to Liverpool, that would be amazing. Oh, that'd be huge. That'd that would be, be incredible. Yeah. 
they need not have a real strong midfield presence. Yeah. Maybe um, but be, you, because, you, I mean, Milner and Henderson are, 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 are borderline <laughs> bricks. So You had a point, though. Yeah, what's it called? ESPN FC, like, basically a lot of guys were really pissed. But I think it was mostly Italian guys were pissed off because of how they were basically disrespecting Roma. So basically Roma were, were pretty much crap. And that uh, Roma needed to stop crying about um, the referees cost them the game. And literally, like, the video has, like, 300, 400, like, thumbs downs. For Italian fans, I mean, you, they've got to stop doing doing this, man. Your side, you considered 7Gs justifiably over two legs, and, it, and it, it should have been more. And the whole thing of, like, oh, my gosh, it was... Because Gabriel Ma caught it. Who's it? Like... <laughs> That's not going to make the podcast, bro. <laughs> the thing is, like, because Ma caught it, like, oh, like, Roma had just had an amazing comeback and everything like that, and they were, like, robbed by... That's Trent Alexander, and I said, "Mate, shut the hell up, man! I don't like that scoreline is a lie. That scoreline was a lie. Roma, fair enough. The good thing to come back and score those goals. Liverpool were easily the better team. Like like Roma's performance in the second half of the first leg is one of the most disgraceful performances I've ever seen in the Champions League. Think about it like this: they scored two late, late goals in the first leg that just made it look good, and then they scored another two late goals." In the second leg, that made Speaking it look good. Yeah, so N- Nangolin scored twice, one on a great shot, one on a penalty, and then Jeko kind of took advantage in the first leg of the Lavra mistake, and then I th- was it Parati who scored the penalty? So I mean, they scored four goals, which made the aggregate score go from seven two to seven six. So they didn't play that well, and the only reason people feel like that is because they had a great story against Barcelona. People were thinking they were going to be like Cinderella and this and that. And nah, then, well, you know. No, 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 no. Oh my, oh my gosh! If there's one thing that really pisses me off, I hate these sappy Cinderella stories. <laughs> like, like you know, like that, you know that whole thing about them, um, uh, about the the whole Ghana thing at the World Cup. Please, please do not perpetuate Niger Ghana. No, no, no. Beef. Sorry, I'm, I'm okay. I'm sorry, my dear Ghanaians. You went through via scoring penalties and singular goals. Cannibal Suarez, he is a racist prick who does have issues with eating people. I get that, but if I was him, I would have done the same thing. You had a penalty and you messed up. So this thing is, oh no, they were robbed and Ghana was so heartbreaking. Shut the hell up and and and, and win the bloody game. If Suarez did that to Nigeria, you would not have this opinion. Let, let me okay. Let me be real with you. You would not watch football. No, 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 no. no. Let you me, still can't let even me, pronounce the name Yakubu. No, 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 no. So no, no. let me be real with you. At the very moment, I would want to kill Suarez. Like I, I, I literally want to kill him. But after I'd have cooled down, I'd have been like, you know what? It's a penalty. If Suarez handballed the ball, it handballed it, and the referee didn't give it. Oh my gosh, that would just be crazy. He handballed, he got sent off, and you had a penalty. Score the penalty, score it. You were, you're giving a penalty, score the penalty. You missed the penalty, you missed it. Sorry, you screwed up. I know. I really, really hate Cinderella stories. Shut the hell up. You hate Ghanaian and... Cinderella stories. No, okay? no, 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 no. Even, even with this whole Roma thing of like, oh, shit, they were so close. Uh, a whole heartbreak. Man, shut up and win the flipping game, man. Win the flipping <laughs> game. And that being said, man, if Nigeria don't get out of, out of those, that, the, look, okay, look, carry on. Just stop me now before I go on a, on a dumb rant, sorry. They're, 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 look, man, there are a few weeks left, man. Do you know what it means? We are a few weeks away. Hopefully, this wall still exists and we, and, and we don't get nuked of another <laughs> flipping wall. Like, I think because I just got, I just got a, a calendar like through the post just randomly and, I just, and it basically shows all the fixtures. I was like, man, 
this is like basically we're we're a month because it's the fourteenth. We're a month away. Where did exactly you get this calendar? Where did you get this calendar? Randomly, literally, like I just looked at my mail, uh-huh. and there was just this card. I was like, "Whoa, what the hell?" And I just opened it up. And yeah, it has all the matches, the list of the matches, the TV list. I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" I, was like, I need like, to get oh, one of those. That sounds really cool. Oh no, no, so I'm like amazing. So now I rather than than going online, I now have like a physical thing I can open up and just see all the fixtures and everything there. Amazing. All right, so we got two, three, three questions, but Carl answered one of these. Um, who should Wasaf Raja asks who should start for Real against Liverpool in the final? Baylor Isco. Carl says Isco, always Isco. He's liquid football. Bale is your nice sledgehammer plan B, which wait, wait, wait. I, which so, which I agree with. Yeah. Shout, shout out shout out Carl for the answer. And then odds first, but the last two questions: two players that have surprised you in a good way and in a bad way this season. Carl's answers are Trent Alexander Arnold has surprised him in a good way, and Davy Davy Clausen. Or Klassen has surprised him in a bad way. Two players that have surprised me. So one player that has surprised me in a good way. Sanchez in a in a, in a bad way. Sanchez at United. That's a good answer. Players who surprised me in a bad way. I kind of suspected the Bakayoko thing, just because of his knee injury. Yeah. So, so I'm not going to say that. Jekyll in a good way. I'll probably say that. Jekyll. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Salah. Salah for sure has surprised me in a good way. I mean. It's probably a, a cliche answer, but mm. him scoring very, 30, very, very him cliche. scoring thirty plus goals in the Premier League, like never in a million years would I have guessed that. Um, also, Wilfred Zaha has surprised me in a really good way. Jesse Lingard has surprised me in a good way. Paulinho has surprised me in a good way. He made the Brazil squad. Um, <laughs> oh, come on, come on, deservedly, man, deservedly. Players who have surprised me in a bad way, though. Hector Bellerin surprised me in a bad way. Um. Wade Rooney didn't do that bad. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. What, what, what's it called? Welbeck surprised me because I didn't think he'd actually be even worse than I thought he was. <laughs> so. Morata surprised me in a bad way. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, my gosh. That's it. That's probably the, that, no, that's, 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 that, no, that's the best one. You know, at the beginning of the year, we were like, Lacazette, uh, Lukaku, Morata, who's going to have a better season? Like, it's not even close. Like, it's, it's well, actually, like, Lacazette and Lukaku are close. But Morata is nowhere near those two in terms of like this season. It's it's sad that it's, it's Giroud has benched you, bro. Do, do you know I had a crazy start? Have you had the stats? Obama Yang finished with I think one or two goals behind Morata, and he has the same assists as Hazard. And, and he only began playing in February. I mean, I don't even know what I would even say. It's poor. It's poor. Um, can we think of any others that have surprised us in good or bad ways, or? No, I think we said the best ones. I mean, no, the right. Morata one. That's that's that's. Yeah, that's, so that's I would I would say Morata in a bad way, Salah in a bad way. Who did you? Say? Oh, Salah in a good way, rather. Who would, who did you say again? Yeah, no, for me, I said Jekko in a good way, Sanchez in a bad way. Okay. Last question. Odds first says rate the season out of ten from quality of football, excitement, etc. Now, I, I think we have to look at this in two ways, two parts: domestic football and then European football. Yeah, I mean, there are a few interesting games in the Premier League, I suppose. The second El Clasico was pretty good, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Bayern, disrespect of Dortmund. You've invented a Napoli. Okay, Napoli won and then they then go on. So, yeah, it was like, yeah, a few flashes, but... Uh, three? Three three out of ten, four out of ten, maybe? Four. Four, 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 four. sounds good to me. In, in terms of European football, though, I think we've had a pretty decent Europa League, especially past the the group stages. Look, it's been pretty good. I mean, I think no, I think this Champions has League has been amazing. Europa League, there's been like this has been the best Europa League easily. So yeah, you, you, Europa's been good. 
that being said, I, I, Chelsea, I know you're Europa League team, so I better get used to it. And Champions League, I mean, Champions League has been the saving grace. I mean, group stage was good, but once we got to the knockout rounds and Liverpool's run, Barcelona losing to Roma in that way, Bayern Munich did their thing, Real Madrid going for three in a row, United, Sevilla, that was a really good tie. Like, we've seen a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know, Real Madrid events, that, Real Madrid, Bayern. Liverpool, Man City. Juventus, the Juventus game with Real Madrid. Oh my goodness, how can I forget? Man City, Liverpool, Roma. That's the most goals ever scored in the Champions League semi-final. Liverpool, Roma, 12 goals. 13? No, sorry, yeah, 13 goals. You can't do math, can you? Um, I <laughs> don't was crap at math. I got, I think I was in the second total bottom. No, I was in the season and I think I was, I was, I was moved down. <laughs> no, no, I saw that like, at one point in my exam, I think I was looking at my paper and I think I just stared at a question for about 10, 10 minutes saying, what the hell is this? The, the amount of E's and D's I got in maths was outstanding. Like, I, I was like, basically, I was like, I was a, I was a consistent quality brick when it came to, <laughs> like, I was in the scholarship of the brick and it came to me, chemistry, chemistry, nah, wow. bro. Like all those lessons of physics and chemistry, like literally chemistry, I understood alien sy- symmetry better than any chemistry literally like as a chemistry i was like wait what's the point in me being so i literally wasted about eight hundred hours of my life sitting in a class talking to people fighting with people because i didn't i didn't actually hear anything that was happening in the chemistry class <laughs> do, do you know what though i wish i would have paid more attention because the, the what you learn isn't necessarily important but mm. the, the way it makes you think and the way it makes your brain work oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, the and 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 the brain way brain. you see patterns that's important so if there's anybody out there, shout out to people who graduated. My brother graduated uh, this weekend with, oh, wow. with, with with his engineering degree from uh, from the from an HBCU, the University of uh, North Carolina A and T. Shout out to all my people that go to HBCUs. Um, no, 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 I, no, 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 no. I was because it's so weird. Like what I'm doing now literally has nothing with anything I learned in school. Like academically, apart from English, I think history, I was horrible academically like Same. i was just a really bad ac- academic like I, I and i also i also hated school like however much you hated school i hated school twice as, as, as much as you like i just wasn't good i basically i wasn't good at school i was a brick I, I, was, I, was, I was a brick in high school uh or secondary school i guess for some people like i, I wasn't good but in 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 university when i got to pick what i basically wanted to learn i was better you know so oh, no, I, no 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 university i was still crap like <laughs> Like, 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 if it wasn't for Wikipedia, I would, I would have failed my day. Really. So, yeah. I, I got a lot of stories about, like, people cheating and things like that. I say people, like me, me, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, school school is, it was a fun time, if only to meet new people and, and do things like that. So, shout out to everybody who graduated. Stick with us, man. I, I know we got you through late nights when you guys were studying and you put on a podcast and you know, what are people saying about football? What is Daniel, Carl, and Heffo? What are y'all going to be saying about football this week? And now that you're going to have a real job in the real world out here making real money, you might forget about us, but we still going to be here for you guys. So don't forget about us. You know what I'm saying? Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on SoundCloud. Leave those iTunes reviews. Uh, what do you guys go on again? Have hope. Where can the people find you? Shout out your website, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, man, you can find your boy, um, Halfo Football Hots, the channel, you know, boom, 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 head towards halfofootballhots.com. And obviously, I always post the latest Talking Tactics episode on the front page for your listening pleasure. Indeed. You can follow me at Daniel to look. You can follow Half Hope where? 
at half of hot, baby. You can follow Carl at Anchorman616. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, we're at Talking Tactics. Get in contact with us. Use hashtag Talking Tactics if you want to speak with us. One of us is usually normally on Twitter, so it is what it is. We got some special World Cup stuff coming up for you guys in the next few weeks. Yes, sir. We got a Champions League final, Europa League finals, FA Cup finals. We got a bunch of stuff coming, so just stay tuned. Um, Talking Tactics podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football, la la la. Indeed. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Stay black. Sports Social Podcast Network.